You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have heard about the murder of Jessica Chambers, do not miss the new docuseries on Oxygen. It's the true story of a teen girl, a cheerleader in Mississippi, who is burned alive. And the story of the man accused of this heinous crime. Is it the right guy on trial? Who is he? And who is Jessica Chambers? And how does such a horrific crime occur? With more questions than answers, this is a case that has captured national headlines, taken over social media, and leaves a small town divided. This is a must-see TV event. It features exclusive interviews that take you inside the investigation as the search for answers and justice goes on. Unspeakable Crime, The Killing of Jessica Chambers, Saturdays at 7, 6 Central, on Oxygen, the new network for crime. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. (music) 
she confided a lot of things in me. Things mm -hmm. about her marriage, the way things were going in marriage, situations, her plans to possibly get out of the marriage. Her fear was that she would not get out the marriage with her daughter. Everything she did was for her daughter. We are talking about Sylveon Fink Lozada. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Joining me right now, John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. John Limley, what happened? We're talking about Sylveon Fink Lozado, uh, not only a beloved mother, but also a beloved French teacher at Bruley High School. This is in Metro Baton Rouge. Uh, she's a native of Belgium that had met and married her husband, Oscar Lozado. And that very same year, their daughter, Angelina, came along. Sylvianne loved her little family that she had helped create in the United States, but she was also still quite devoted to her family back in Belgium. She spoke with them every single day. She didn't miss a day. That's why Sylvianne's mom became more and more concerned when she didn't hear from her daughter. Uh, the last time the two spoke was on July 5th. Days turns into weeks, and it was not just Sylvianne's family that became worried. So were her friends, her colleagues. So on July 18th, Sylvianne's friend Karen Woolley contacted police to file a missing person report. Well, what's amazing to me, well, let me introduce our all-star lineup with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter John Limley. Joining me from that jurisdiction, defense attorney Renee Rockwell, medical examiner Dr. William Maroney, author of a new book, American Narcan, on Amazon, cop turned PI Vincent Hill, and New York psychologist Lauren Howard. So what I'm understanding is that this beautiful woman goes missing, and years pass, years pass. Well, I, I got to tell you, Renee, when I found out that the husband was suspected of stolen coins, I mean, Renee Rockwell, do you remember when we prosecuted uh, together in inner city Atlanta? Well, I prosecuted, you defended. And there was a woman whose husband had quit her job and spent his life looking for buried treasure and shipwrecks. Well, I mean, at that minute right there, I would have divorced him in a New York minute. But she stuck with him. Long story short, here's a guy who is making a living, apparently, allegedly, off stolen coins. Nancy, that is not illegal. Oh, stolen coins aren't illegal? You ever heard of theft by receiving stolen property? <laughs> yes, but how are you going to look at a coin and say, ah, oh, this coin is stolen? This has nothing to do with a homicide, Nancy. He's Wait, not going to You're, have you're to... kidding me, right? How do I tell if a coin is stolen? Just... For one thing, if it's a valuable coin, coin collectors can look at it and tell you if where it came. I mean, they know that it's been reported stolen. But how are you going to look at a coin and say, oh, this coin looks stolen, therefore maybe I need not buy it? He's got the possession of a number of valuable coins. It's just like a gun, Nancy. How are you going to look at a gun and say, this gun looks stolen, as opposed to a car that might have a busted out window or a broken steering column? They're going to have to do a little more than that 
to put him under for some stolen coins. That is not his problem, Nancy. He's got bigger problems. Well, you're right about that. I'm just telling you, when I found out, when she goes missing, and I found out the husband is all involved in the precious coin trade and was suspected of stolen coins, I mean, right there. When you look at a scenario, and we've learned this over and over, you pick out who's most likely to have done it, you pick out the nut. It's not typically the normal person going along, getting up every morning, going to work, taking care of their family. It's the nut. Here, after many, many long years, has the case been cracked, according to East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff Sid Goutreau, this was a prime example of the fact that there are no cold cases. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Renee, but isn't Baton Rouge your neck of the woods? It sure is, Nancy. We're born and bred and went to college and law school. Let there. me go back to you, John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. So how did this whole thing go down? How did this beautiful mom Go missing to start with. Well, we've learned through authorities that the next day after that last phone conversation that Sylvianne had with her mom in Belgium, July 5th, the next day, her husband, uh, Oscar Lozado, who is an American and Venezuelan citizen, purchased two tickets to Venezuela and then went to a home improvement store with their daughter, Angelina, where he bought, according to the sales receipt, concrete, buckets, and luggage locks. Then the two of them went to a pizza parlor. Uh, the next day after that, he went back to the store and bought six large plastic bins. Uh, that day, he also texted his boss that he'd be gone for a few weeks for some medical procedure, for surgery. The next morning, he asked three people to go to his house and start packing things up. Authorities say he was in a hurry to leave town. Um, he even gave one of them his SUV. You know, to Dr. William Maroney, renowned medical examiner and author of American Narcan on Amazon right now, Dr. Maroney, uh, <laughs> how many times do killers wave their own red flag and make us notice them? You know, when your wife goes missing and you coincidentally are over there at Lowe's or Walmart or Home Depot, stockpiling cement mix, buckets, plastic bins. It's never a good look, Dr. Maroney. Why do they keep doing it over and over and over? They think they're going to get away with this stuff. And then they also are very poor in planning. You put somebody in a plastic bag or you put them in a box of concrete. If you want a body to disappear, leave it out in the open in the sun for the bugs, the larvae, the maggots. Everything will eat it down to nothing. Thanks, Dr. Maroney. Thank you for that visual. Just the way it works. Well, I know, I know. That is the way it works, Dr. William Maroney. You know, Dr. Maroney... Or you can throw them to the alligators. Uh-oh. Renee Rockwell, nicknamed Rudy bursting in. Go ahead. Go ahead and interrupt. Throw, them to, throw the bodies to the alligators. 
Is that what you tell your clients? Absolutely throw the evidence not. to the alligators? Absolutely not. That's illegal to, to advise a client to get rid of evidence. Oh. But there is no oh. evidence in this case. Nancy, where's the Just body? like stolen coins are not illegal. Where's the body? Show me the body. Oh, I've just been waiting on that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Nobody has ever been found. Her body, this beautiful young mom, never been found. What am I going to give him? A gold star, an A-plus for getting rid of the body? You don't find it unusual that the very next day after she talks to her mom, he take, he plans to leave the country and ends up all these years in Mexico? That doesn't bother you, Renee? No, Nancy. Let me just tell you, here, here's what, what his biggest problem is. First of all, the fleeing itself, his consciousness of guilt. Where did he go? He went to Venezuela where there was no extradition policy between Venezuela and the U.S. The minute he goes to Mexico, he's fair game. And let me tell you something, he's on his way back for a prosecution. But this DA's office is going to have trouble with this case because there is no body. All you have is all this extra stuff. Blah, Don't count on him not finding a body by the time this goes to trial. Take a listen to our friends at WAFB-TV9 Baton Rouge. This is anchor Andre Moreau. Not a word, nothing more from that day. You can't imagine how difficult is it to survive at this tragedy. Our life will never be the same. Linda Bowie wonders... Is Angelina maybe in as good of a place as she could possibly be right now with the man who I think is a monster? And it now comes as no surprise. Friends say their marriage was in trouble. There was fights where one or the both of them would end up at my house um, and or where the sheriff was called. According to police records, deputies were called to their Spring Lake address December 3rd and December 31st of 2010. On that New Year's Eve, she wound up at Our Lady of the Lake Hospital with bruises. She said Oscar pushed her down the stairs, those records say. On Facebook, Oscar messaged me, I never touched Sylvian in a violent way. Bowie says Sylvian never pressed charges, fearing Oscar would take their daughter and leave the country. She believes more than one person took part in Sylvian's disappearance. I would hope that if somebody is out there that they would they would find a conscience and that they would come out and they would talk. They had identified that through their investigative efforts on the information that I had provided to them and went into possession of Angelina. Uh, they brought her into their custody, and they went through their normal Mexican procedures of, of having a hearing, gathering information, uh, meeting with their father, Oscar, uh, and kept her in their possession uh, since last Friday. Last Friday night at my house, I, I received a phone call uh, from the director of immigration from Mexico. It says, hey, um, you need to be at the Del Rio, Texas border in the morning. Can you be there? I'm going to to relinquish control of Angelina to you. I said, I'll be there. And I can tell um, you this. I wish (laughs) if y'all could have seen the picture of Todd meeting with her. 
It was a moment for all of us. You are hearing the investigator and sheriff both breaking down in tears as they describe seven the seven-year-old case. They've been looking for this woman, Sylvian Finkelzada, for seven years and the recovery of her little girl, Angelina Lozada, at the Texas border with Mexico. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. So to Dr. William Maroney, not only is the wife, Sylvian, assumed dead, presumed dead, he took off to a jurisdiction without the death penalty with the daughter. I mean, what more could you do to a mother, kill the mother and take the child? Just remember these two words, Peterson and Peterson. Drew Peterson and Scott Peterson were both convicted and we never really had the whole bodies. We, we didn't, the, the one in Chicago, we didn't have anybody. So when we look for this, deep inside his inner spirit, he's struggling with good and evil. And the only way out of this is to put it in front of jurisprudence and blind justice and look out for his child and maybe we'll get a confession. But you don't need a body. We've convicted people without bodies. You know, you're so right about that, Dr. Maroney. Back to Renee Rockwell, uh, native of this jurisdiction in Baton Rouge. Renee Rockwell in Louisiana, is there the death penalty? Absolutely, Nancy. There's a death penalty. There's, there is the problem with this case that they that initially drove all the actions, uh, alleged actions, of this suspect slash defendant is that he fled to Venezuela to engage in perhaps being out of reach because of the lack of the extradition policy. Nancy, the many countries won't let clients be extradited back to the receiving state because of death penalty. And that's what I suspect happened in this case. However, the minute he moved to Mexico, that is when we were, as a state, Louisiana, we were able to put our hands on him and bring him back. That's a far cry from a conviction, Nancy. All it's going to take is a questioning jury saying, wait a minute, I don't know if I'm willing to find this person guilty, especially if it's a death penalty case, if I don't have at least a dead body. Now, there are blood spatter, um, that blood spatter patterns that were located in the garage, Nancy, but that is the extent of the physical evidence. Well, you're right about that. Although Sylvian's body has never been found, after she's reported missing, and I, I'm curious about who actually reported her missing, Police found her blood, not just blood, but her blood spattered up against the walls of the couple's garage. Now, she was last heard from July 5, 2011, on a phone call with her mom in Belgium. And the very next day, her husband buys two tickets to Venezuela, clearly not taking her along. 
He takes the little girl. He also buys cement, concrete, buckets, luggage locks, and six large plastic bins. July 9, Oscar Lozada takes his little baby girl. They leave the country for Venezuela. Now, interesting, Venezuela does not have an extradition treaty with the U.S., but then, as Renee Rockwell pointed out, when he moves to Mexico, authorities were able to arrest him, and he is now being held at a detention center in Eagle Pass, Texas. The baby girl, now 12, Angelina, has been returned to Louisiana. Now, let me ask you this, John Limley. We know the timing is very, very unusual. Hold on, John. Let me throw that to Vincent Hill, cop turned private eye. You've got her on the phone with her mom the night before. The next day, the husband takes off with the baby girl to Venezuela. He only buys two tickets. He knows she's not coming with him. And then cops find mommy's blood in the garage. Vincent Hill, I mean, am I missing a a piece of this puzzle? It's very clear to me. No, it's crystal clear, Nancy. I mean, I want to know what that conversation with her mother was all about to make this guy all of a sudden go out, buy this concrete, buy these plane tickets, and leave with the daughter. Something happened in that conversation that he may have overheard that says, oh, no, I need to do this now, and I need to do it right now to get rid of her. So, Lauren Howard, New York psychologist, joining us, do you see flight as evidence of guilt in this case? Well, I, and no question. The blood splatter, um, the, the, the stop at Home Depot, the quick departure. And, you know, Todd Morris, the lead detective on the case, had maintained contact with um, Oscar over the years, um, both through email and telephone while he was in Venezuela. Um, he reported that two times they were close to getting him to come back to the U.S. and went as far as to purchase airline tickets for him and his daughter, but he stopped short of getting on the plane. So, I mean, to me that says they had gotten close enough to him confessing. And so I, I do think that they will end up with a confession. Honestly, Nancy, I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury. I don't have to be fair here. All I care about is this girl. I mean, she's lived in Venezuela her whole life, and now all of a sudden she's in foster care in Louisiana. I mean, what, 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 what's wrong with that picture? I, this kid, I mean, her whole life has known her life in Venezuela. Well, I would be more concerned about her whole life being lived without her mother because Daddy murdered her and put her body in a plastic bin. I teach French 1, 2, and 3 at Ruley High School. Sylvian Fink-Lozada, teachers at Ruley High School, say loved what she did. The people who walk these halls say she brought pure joy to the classroom. She was always this bright, smiley-eyed lady. Anytime you know, she was around, she was smiling. On Friday afternoon, teachers gathered around a small television set at the school for the announcement they had waited seven long years to hear. Oscar Lozada has been arrested for the murder Sylvian Fick. East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Major Todd Morris, the lead detective on the case, had the honor of welcoming Sylvian's daughter, Angelina, back to America. The girl's safety is what they had hoped and prayed for most. I'm relieved that this has finally happened and that Angelina can be um, reunited with her family and her mother loved her so much. She was her world. The news is closure, the teachers say, but they know the days ahead, the court dates, tragic reminders, the outcome will likely take a toll on Angelina. 
The faculty at Brule High had a message for the young girl. She can count on them. We're praying for you, and there's a community of support behind you. And we know what an amazing young child you are, and now a, a young adult. And, and you are finally home, and you're finally at peace, surrounded by tremendous love by this community. You are hearing the high school secretary, Amy Robillon, and assistant principal, Julie Mayu talking with our friends at WFAB 9TV about the return of Sylvian's baby girl, Angelina. You know, when they were talking about the safety of the little girl, John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, where you can find this and all other breaking crime and justice news. John, she may be a star witness against her own father. I guess she was in danger. That is so correct, Nancy. Uh, it, it is just to be seen exactly what role she will be playing in the weeks and months to come. And to you, Renee Rockwell, uh, veteran defense attorney from the Baton Rouge jurisdiction. Renee, can a child be put on the stand at a, under the law, we call it a tender age? Nancy, she's 12 now. These defense attorneys are going to be going wild because there's a great possibility of influencing this child's memory of what happened that day. At the end of the day, Nancy, I say there's no death penalty in this case. It'll be a straight-up murder trial without the death penalty, and the DA's office will have a much better chance of getting a conviction. Oh, I say go all the way. At least give the jury the option of the death penalty because you've got not only a a murder, if the state can prove it, with all that blood, and a lot's going to depend. I'm going to come back to Maroney on the amount of blood and what, if anything, it proves. But you've got it in combination with a parental kidnap, taking the child out of the country, eluding authorities, and I'm just wondering what role this little girl, now 12 years old, will play at an upcoming trial of her own father, Oscar Lozada. We are talking about the disappearance of Sylvian Fink Lozada, a beautiful young mom teacher who goes missing years ago out of the Baton Rouge jurisdiction. I want to take this opportunity to say hello to all my Cajun friends from Baton Rouge and especially law enforcement who worked all these years to solve this case. To Dr. William Maroney, renowned medical examiner and author of a brand new book on Amazon, American Narcan. Dr. Maroney, how much blood do I need to show a jury to prove to them that Sylvian is dead? Well, the blood is going to go through forensic DNA testing, and you're really only going to need about as much as two dimes small. That's completely acceptable in anything large enough to be splattered in a garage. Plus, the best part about it is the material more than likely is either gypsum or wood. It's been porous, so the blood is absorbed and it's trapped and protected. And the daughter is going to be able to contribute DNA to match to the blood in the garage. This is just, this is a, a wealth. This is a very rich scientific assessment. Well, what you're saying really doesn't make sense to me, Dr. William Maroney, because there was blood not only on the walls in the garage, but also on the ceiling. I recently did a blood demonstration with uh, a blood expert uh, that joins us quite often, Karen Smith, and there was throwback 
blood on the ceiling that you get when you you hit somebody over on the head and then you swing back to hit them again and it flies off your weapon. So what I'm saying, Moroni, is why you're not making sense to me, and I'm sure it's on my end. For me to believe somebody is dead, I've got to see a lot of blood. Two dime-sized drops of blood is not going to convince, they're not going to convince me she's dead. Now the, the throwback on the ceiling might, because I know that came from a beating more likely than not. But again, how much blood shows she bled to death or she died? Well, the amount of blood that comes out in what we call exsanguination, um, you'd probably have to leave two or three pints on the floor to be disabled and then die. But the amount collected has yet to be determined. And throwback on the ceiling and blood splatters on the walls, if it's really involved in some kind of sharp force injury trauma, could include tissue, which is really ridiculous that the cutting up with a chainsaw or a machete, which is very common in those parishes, that would show extremely violent activity at the crime scene. Wait a minute. When you say tissue, you mean like brain tissue? Yeah. We're, you know, this, you're going to hit. You don't have to act so gleeful about it when I say <laughs> brain tissue. But when you, how many pints do you need to bleed out? Well, the human body has a, small people, maybe six or seven, very big, large people, maybe nine. Uh, okay, so she's small. Yeah. So six pints, one she pint is. equals two cups. Two cups are nothing. That's practically nothing. Right. So for six pints, you need 12 cups to totally bleed out. John Limley, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Do we know how much blood was in the garage? They have not uh, informed us as to the exact amount. However, uh, in addition to that suspected blood and the blood splatter in the garage, uh, detectives also seized two cardboard cylinders, a pair of pink panties, a used roll of duct tape, four DNA swabs from the garage floor, six diving weights, a roll of Kodak film, two Motorola cell phones, a sink catch pipe and water sample, and hair from that catch pipe. Guys, speaking of murder, if you have heard about the murder of Jessica Chambers, do not miss the new docuseries on Oxygen. It's the true story of a teen girl, a cheerleader in Mississippi, who is burned alive. And the story of the man accused of this heinous crime. Is it the right guy on trial? Who is he? And who is Jessica Chambers? And how does such a horrific crime occur? With more questions than answers, this is a case that has captured national headlines, taken over social media, and leaves a small town divided. This is a must-see TV event. It features exclusive interviews that take you inside the investigation as the search for answers and justice goes on. Unspeakable Crime, The Killing of Jessica Chambers, Saturdays at 7, 6 Central on Oxygen, the new network for crime. A bit of closure came Thursday for Sylvian Fink-Lazada's best friend, Karen Woolley. I'm happy. Woolley stood in the couple's wedding and was one of her closest confidants. We shared a lot of times together before she got married, once she got married, once she had a daughter, and we just have so many memories together, times that we've shared. 
Woolley has long said that Oscar was the prime person responsible for Sylveon's disappearance. That's, that's crazy. She knew about the secret abuse files her friend kept at Brulee High School. You are hearing from our friends at WBRZ-TV Channel 2 in Baton Rouge. That's Chris Nakamoto talking to Sylveon's friend, Karen Woolley. You know, Renee Rockwell, when you are hearing these names of the high school, I mean, the school where she taught, and hearing her voice, it, it's got to be bring back memories of you growing up there, of that school. And, you know, we're learning so much about her as a teacher, how much she loved teaching French. And now we're learning that there were three incidents, incidents documented incidents of domestic violence within the home, Sylvian, the victim of domestic violence of her husband, Oscar Lozada, Renee. The uh, interesting thing now that we're thinking about a trial, there's going to be a number of motions to try to exclude anything that she may have told her mother about a bad marriage or, or told a friend about a bad marriage or her plans to leave the marriage. But what comes in are the documented incidences where there were actually police officers called out to the scene. That is something that the defense team is going to have to deal with. Yeah, that's not going to be easy. And I think, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a fingerprint identical crime to come in as a similar transaction. It can come in to show motive, a course of conduct, scheme, frame, you know, frame of mind at the time of the incident. So I predict these documented domestic violence incidents will come into evidence. I'm just wondering if they'll cut him a deal, Renee, in exchange for him telling where the body is. I, I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want a deal. I'd want to go forward without a body and take it to a jury. But they may cut a deal with him. What do you think about that? Well, Nancy, consider this. If he cuts a deal with them, he's more likely to have some control as to whether or not his daughter gets gets returned to Mexico, where in the last seven years, or at least in the last few years, she has some support system. Or actually, if mom from Belgium comes in to scoop this child up. The reason that the child is in Louisiana now, Nancy, is not because of family or community support. The reason the child is there is for potential, um, the ability potentially to use her in a trial. Does this ever happen to you, Renee? Because it happens to me all the time. I wish I could just go take Angelina myself and have her come live with us. And, and us have her here with John David and Lucy and the cat and the dog and the guinea pigs and grandmommy, the whole kit and caboodle. I don't like the idea of her being in foster care. She's got no mom. Her dad is behind bars for murder, and now she's stuck in foster care. Exactly, Nancy. But I have a feeling you'd be in the wrong line if you wanted to grab that little precious angel up. You know, a relative on the mom's side, on Sylvian's mom's side, is ex- expected to take custody of the little girl if I don't get her first. But she was located at a school in Mexico near where she had been living with her father. We are learning from investigators. 
They had been tracking Lozada for years and finally tracked him down in Mexico with the help of U.S. agencies in an arrest warrant filed on Thursday. He is accused of one count of second-degree murder. Well, that rules out the death penalty right there. Why is it second-degree? I don't understand that, John Limley. They have not given us the reasoning behind that. That is a peculiar point uh, in this investigation and the information that they uh, released at the press conference. Mm -mm. I don't like that at all. To Dr. William Maroney, as you know, Dr. Maroney, from all the cases in which you have investigated as the medical examiner and been a witness, evidence after the crime, after the murder, can be brought in as well. I think if this had been some sort of an accident or a crime of passion, why would you then hide the body in plastic bins and dispose of it and leave the country with your daughter? Now, that sounds like murder one to me. You're absolutely trying to hide something there, and that's why... Hopefully, more than just blood splatter, if we can get some tissue, we're talking long bone joints, eye globes, mouth parts, brain matter, colon, lungs, and genitals. If we can get pieces of the body, then you can say, look, this is not, there wasn't just an accident here. If it was an accident and somebody died, then you're not going to have mouth parts, brain, hair, joints, and genitals. This person was cut up. They were dismembered. You know, this is what else I'm, I'm learning. Detectives claim surveillance video from you know where, Renee Rockwell, Lowe's on South Mole Drive in Baton Rouge shows Lozada with his daughter. I wonder if she has a memory of this. Walking into Lowe's buying 15 bags of concrete, nine five-gallon buckets with lids and luggage locks. Following the trip to Lowe's, according to the warrant that we have obtained, Oscar and his daughter, Lozado and his daughter, then just four years old, go out to Chuck E. Cheese. Now, that's quite an afternoon shopping spree. You go buy a bunch of cement to weigh down your mommy's body, and then you go to Chuck E. Cheese, Renee. I couldn't wait to tell that to a jury. And then you go to the airport. Nancy, I often wonder if they're going to try to maybe hypnotize this child to ask her, did y'all, do you remember going to the Mississippi River Bridge and throwing something off of the Chafalaya River Bridge and throwing something off the bridge? I'd often wonder if they'll try to, poor little thing, question that daughter about any incident like that. To Vincent Hill, former Nashville PD, turned private eye. What about this, Vincent? Give me your analysis, because according to the warrant that we have obtained, quote, during the search of the garage, crime scene analysts located suspected blood in at least nine different areas of the garage. Well, Nancy, that tells me something tragic happened in that house. If it was contained to one area, then maybe she cut herself shaving or something. But if it's in nine different areas of that cut house. Cut herself shaving in the garage. Well, Nancy, you never know. Like, Why do you say I, things like I that? Mean, you know, you may find blood in my shaving apartment. what? You know, that may be in the kitchen from when I cut myself earlier. But more importantly, if there's mm. nine different locations where it's blood like is. the kitchen, Vincent. <laughs> if there's nine different places, that means something happened in that house. And to the little girl, she's 12 now. She was five then. She's old enough. She was old enough then to actually remember what happened. All of us at five years old have memories of what happened to us when we were five. If she was five months, maybe not. But that, the fact that she was five, I can assure you that little girl remembers everything that happened that day. Well, let me tell you something else we've learned. The blood was tested at the Louisiana State Police Crime Lab, and it is that of Sylveon, according to the warrant. There's also been no activity on Sylveon's bank account or credit card since her disappearance. 
We are learning that. Now, according to what he told investigators that could speak to him when he was in Venezuela, he said he had no idea where she was. But a search of records show police had been called to the couple's home many times for domestic disturbances, including an incident when detectives noted in their report Oscar allegedly admitted, Lozada admitted he, quote, snapped and struck Sylvian. Okay, yeah, that's coming in. You know, Renee Rockwell, you and I have had many, many cases against each other, wisely. I don't think I ever actually tried a jury trial against you. And as we have ended so many cases, Renee, could could you just speak a little Cajun to the listeners? <laughs> we, you know, I, I want to say that uh, probably as his defense team hears all the That's not Cajun, evidence, Renee, because I can understand hear, it. As they hear the evidence come in, they're going to say something like, which means don't tell me that. As the evidence rolls in. You're taking me back, Renee, to all the good times with the rapists and the murderers and the dope dealers in the Fulton County Courthouse. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.